Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one. You know, there is some kind of a culture in this two-party system. Different cultures, actually. The Democrat Party has a culture of sorts, and the Republican Party has a culture of sorts. Now, in the Democrat Party, it is this growing Marxist ideology, class warfare, the use of any differences between human beings as a way to create support through anger and jealousy. And this, as we talked about the other day, is how the Democrat Party was founded by Martin Van Buren in the 1820s. And that culture has remained, largely, um, creating a targets, entities to personally attack. But even more than that, there's another culture aspect, a cultural aspect in the Democrat Party. And it is loyalty. I'm speaking in in a general way. There are exceptions, but loyalty. You don't have people resigning from Biden's presidency or resigning from Obama's presidency or resigning from Clinton's presidency and so forth and so on in writing scores of books excoriating their former boss kiss and tell books and yet there's plenty to kiss and tell about their abuses of the IRS, their abuses of the FBI, generally their abuses of power. There hasn't been a single negative book of any consequence 
written about Barack Obama. He was the perfect man. Nothing. Nothing. His staff isn't resigning and writing about the fact that he's an incompetent or that he has mental issues or he only works four days a week and barely that. Nothing. None of that. Nothing. Now, they say the media are turning on Biden. They're not so much turning on Biden as they know that he is he is a dead man walking politically. And then when the time comes, they do not want him to run again. They want to push him out of the way and promote one of the out of the closet radicals who can put three sentences together. That is people who don't pretend to be moderate, but are way out there. But it's the culture of the Republican Party I want to address this evening. What is the culture? I have never seen so many disloyal people in any organization. Corporate, labor, clubs, associations, what have you. The Republican Party is filled with so many, so many disloyal individuals. It's unbelievable. They write these books after having served close to the President of the United States, in this case, I'll say Donald Trump. They leak. They they aggrandize themselves, enrich themselves. They want to be celebrated by the people who have attacked their boss and the boss's administration or the boss's office or what have you. And there's so many examples, I don't have enough time to cite them all. And it's an amazing thing. I watched this, having served eight years in the Reagan administration, several years as chief of staff to Attorney General Meese, as deputy solicitor of the Interior Department, as associate director of presidential personnel, as Principal Deputy Assistant Secretary of Elementary and Secondary Education. I never leaked against any of my bosses. I never wrote essays or books anonymously or with my name against any of them. And so now, for 40 years, I watched how these Republicans conduct themselves. You've had Chris Christie, you've had Bill Barr, you've had lesser lights like Stephanie Grisham. She's the press secretary to the president and also to the first lady. And she's just out there slashing and burning. You see the loyalty in the Democrat Party and you see the disloyalty in the Republican Party. It's shocking. So this culture apparently has been developed for some time in the Republican Party. Now, these individuals who conduct themselves this way lack character. They have had opportunities during the course of their careers to step out when it really mattered. 
if they feel it really mattered. But they didn't. Every one of them has benefited. Every one of them has benefited by trashing the person they used to work for. So who's the latest? Former acting chief of staff Mick Mulvaney. Now, maybe I haven't been paying attention, but I haven't heard squat from this guy until the last couple of weeks. He was basically forced out. He has a chip on his shoulder. Now and then when I would come to the White House, I remember him kind of standing in the corner. Oh, he's shifty. I never trusted this guy. Other House members have told me about this guy, how he would make a commitment and not follow through. But I don't need to get into all that. He goes on CNN. He goes on CBS. He will go anywhere. He'll go on airport radar. He'll go on sonograms. And he's invited everywhere now because he's taking shots at Trump. Now, he doesn't know anything about what happened in November. He was not in the White House. He was gone. And ultimately, he was replaced with Mark Meadows. And Mulvaney has something up his orifice about Mark Meadows. Now, the two men knew each other as members of Congress. But I remember the two as members of Congress, too. And I remember Mulvaney would make a commitment to vote against, for Republican Speaker, Boehner, and then didn't. And that was on a vote that was pressed by Mark Meadows. So they have these personal issues that we generally don't know about, but the media don't care. They're going to exploit this. And Mulvaney, like Chris Christie before him, like Bill Barr before him, like most of the reprobates in the second and third tier, Stephanie Grisham, and on and on and on. They're the ones who talk to the Woodwards and the Bernsteins and who have anonymous sources, you know. But to have served as a chief of staff to a president of the United States, and then to use the confidentiality that comes with that position... To draw attention to yourself and to try and destroy the individual who had faith in you, whether you like them afterwards or not, demonstrates a complete lack of character. It really does. And so now they bring in Mick Mulvaney, does CNN, and ask them about Pat Cipollone. I don't know Pat Cipollone well, but I do know him to be a very stand-up guy. From my talks with him, which weren't many. He was always very friendly to me. Told he's a good guy. But the purpose for CNN and MSNBC and these Sunday shows is to create is to create battles between former staffers or current staffers and former staffers. It's to create a narrative. And so when you're a Mulvaney or a Barr or a Chris Christie or whomever you are, 
you know this. These are the people who've tried to destroy you in the past, whether it's Chris Christie and his bridge, whether it's Bill Barr and impeachment, whether it's Mulvaney and his incompetence. So here's a perfect example. Cut one, go. So you previously predicted that the committee was going to work on getting Pat Cipollone's testimony and that ultimately he was going to show up. And now that is... Now, how hard was that to predict? How hard was that to predict? The only person who can assert executive privilege over what Cipollone said as counsel to the then president is Trump. And he hasn't done it. The only other person who can do it is Biden in order to protect the tradition and the practice of not allowing a White House counsel to testify in this sort of an environment. But Biden is Trump's opponent, so he's not going to. So how hard was that to predict? It wasn't hard at all. So Cipollone either appears or he's subpoenaed. He can't assert executive privilege on his own. Doesn't belong to him. Go ahead. What do you think he's going to offer to the committee? Um, the truth. Uh, I, I know Pat. I worked very closely with Pat for 15 months, actually more than that, uh, when I was in the White House in the West Wing. Um, and Pat will tell the truth. There is no question about it. Uh, will he corroborate what Casey Hutchinson had said? Uh, will he counter what she said? I don't know. Uh, but I do know that Pat Cipollone is an honorable guy. And if he, once he puts his hand on that Bible, he will be telling the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help him God. So what is the point of this interview? Cut two, go. Do you trust Mark Meadows to now, that's tell the, the point of the interview. Mulvaney now is going to be the demigod who decides which person is trustworthy, but even more, which is not. And he has this hate on for Mark Meadows. Go ahead. Do you trust Mark Meadows to tell the truth? <clears throat> Um, if Mark Meadows put his hand on a Bible and said he was going to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, I would be inclined to believe that. I do not believe at this point he's the most credible out of all the witnesses. You asked me a fair question five minutes ago, which is if Cipollone said X and Cassidy Hutchinson said Y, I'd, I'd want to look at it very, very closely, and it'd be a close call. If Cipollone says X and Mark Meadows says Y, I'm absolutely believing Cipollone. I just am, and I think a lot of folks are. Um, Mark seems to... Uh, have gone through a very dark period. He was apparently, according to Cassidy, detached from the job. I don't know if he was having some sort of uh, event where he could not engage. But I think Mark um, Mark is in a really strange place. Um, that, is, that is just unbelievable. That Mark's in a really strange place. That's why he's invited on. They hold up a former chief of staff to attack a subsequent chief of staff who makes, who flails with these comments like this. And that's why they build up Mulvaney. He can be depended on to do this and to do more of it. That's why they build up Chris Christie. That's why they build up Barr. But what Mulvaney, Christie, and Barr, and the others need to understand is you will never be good enough for the people who want to destroy you. Never. Ever. Stephanie Grisham, who was the press secretary for a period of time, with her book, Cut Four Go. I, you know, I think that uh, Mick was a lot more charitable than I would be with with um, 
when it comes to Mark, I would believe my dog over Mark Meadows. So absolutely, I do want to say I agree with, with Pat completely or with uh, Mick completely about Pat. He is a man of integrity. Uh, I didn't always agree. No question with Pat. there, but but again, it's Meadows. He's got to be the enemy now. I saw this woman once when I was at the uh, Trump Golf Club in uh, Florida, and she was there wolfing down desserts like there was no tomorrow. I mean, she might as well have rubbed them on her body. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever, and it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all, whether America deserves our love. That's why Imprimus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty, is so important. Imprimus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective, reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. For 50 years, Imprimus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days, Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hanson, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over 6.2 million American households and businesses receive Imprimus absolutely free, and I urge you to sign up for it today at absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Here we have a piece. Where the hell is this? Politico. Wow. You know what Politico spelled backward is, Mr. Producer? Yeah, crap. Anyway... The Secret Service agent at the center of the anecdote about a fuming Donald Trump didn't tell colleagues about his January 6th experience for at least 14 months, he's testified. Now listen to this. This is a different aspect of the testimony. It is the committee that rushed back into session, emergency session, because they wanted to hold this Cassidy Hutchinson to her testimony the fifth time where on the fourth time she figured out that Donald Trump grabbed the throat of the driver of the so-called beast, the presidential automobile. He wasn't in the presidential automobile, and that never happened, according to three eyewitnesses. Now, there's another part of this that demonstrates what a liar, I'm afraid, Cassidy Hutchison was. It certainly appears that way. I'll be right back. Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever, and it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all, whether America deserves our love. That's why Imprimus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty, is so important. Imprimus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective, reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. For 50 years, Imprimus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days, Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hanson, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over 6.2 million American households and businesses receive Imprimus absolutely free, and I urge you to sign up for it today at absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. 
To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Mark Levin, an unapologetic patriot and unapologetic constitutionalist. You can reach him at 877-381-3811. So when CNN brings these, these Republican reprobates who unfortunately are too illustrative of the Republican Party culture on to give their opinion about things they don't know. Is that news? Is that the new CNN? Well, here's some news as we left off before the break. What happened, as Politico points out, when former Trump White House aide Cassidy Hutchinson testified before the January 6th Select Committee this week She also introduced America to the head of Trump's Secret Service detail at the time of the Capitol riot, Richard Engel, excuse me, Robert Engel. Now, she told the panel that on the afternoon of January 6th, another Trump White House aide, Tony Ornato, described an alarming interaction between Engel and Trump, was hell-bent on going to the Capitol to be with his supporters. Now, as Hutchinson recalled hearing from Ornato, Engel told the then president he'd be returning to the White House instead of going to the Capitol, causing an irate Trump to lunge for the steering wheel of his vehicle, then for Engel's clavicle. Now, what did Engel say about the clavicle? Nothing. Engel told the select committee in his own closed-door interview earlier this year, that he kept his complete account of January 6th private from his Secret Service colleagues for at least 14 months, according to a person familiar with this interview. All right, so let's stop right there. What does this have to do with anything? Not only did Trump never lunge at the Secret Service agent driving the car, grab the steering wheel, there was no physical altercation. But Cassidy says she was told about it by Ornato, another Secret Service agent who had no eyewitness account of anything, who said he was told about it by Engel. The problem is, Engel says he didn't tell anybody for 14 months, Mr. Producer. So everything that Hutchinson said about this event was a lie in the sense that there was no physical altercation. Now, Trump may have directed the Secret Service to drive him to the Capitol building, and there may have been some argument there. Who knows? Who even cares? But that's not the point. The point is she doesn't even have the timeline right. It was impossible for her to be told this. Fiction, nonfiction, something in between, doesn't matter. It was impossible for her to be told this because the source In the car, who says, number one, the physical altercation never happened. But number two, he didn't tell anybody about it for 14 months. So how did Ms. Hutchison know about it? I guess we'll have to bring Stephanie Grisham back, Mr. Producer. Or Mick Mulvaney. I wonder if Chris Christie has to say. Or our friend Bill Barr. Hmm. 
I wonder what Chris Wallace has to say. I thought she was brilliant. Moron. And all the rest of the press. It's amazing, isn't it? Engel interviewed in March and was asked whether he had ever shared his observation at January 6th with other Secret Service agents. He replied, no. No. It's unclear if Engel has since discussed the events of that day within the agency, but his testimony to the committee underscores the degree to which a major observer of Trump's movements on January 6th kept his account close to his vest. No, that's not what it reveals. It reveals that the primary witness so far of this committee got nothing right and couldn't possibly have known one way or the other. And then she claims that a handwritten note is hers. Doesn't she know about her own handwriting? When Eric Hirschman, a a lawyer for the president at the time, says, no, I wrote it. That's my handwriting. Now, it's my belief this woman was pressured for four interviews behind the scenes. She switched out her lawyers, and something funny happened. So they called a hearing as fast as they could because they wanted her on the record as fast as they could because they couldn't get anything confirmed, and they weren't going to waste their time going to the Secret Service. They had this person willing to testify under oath to what they wanted her to say. Now, none of this would have happened if there had been Republicans on this committee who were not lapdogs for Nancy Pelosi, if there had been staff on this committee for those Republicans, none of this could have possibly happened because out there in a public hearing, the dispute, the contrary testimony would have been revealed. would have been revealed. And there's so much of this taking place. But don't worry, Stephanie Grisham believes a dog over Mark Meadows. Not surprised by that. In her case. And Mick Mulvaney is busy telling you who to believe and who not to believe. And we all know Mick is, uh, is never wrong. Then there's Liz Cheney. Her mission is to see Donald Trump in prison. Her family doesn't like Donald Trump. There's family, her family's best buddy, George Bush, doesn't like Donald Trump because of what Donald Trump did to Jeb Bush. And this is what I meant at the top of the show about the culture in the Democrat Party and the culture in the Republican Party. In the Republican Party, they would rather destroy the individuals with whom they disagree or who they feel slighted them then help save the country. In the Democrat Party, it's all party all the time, like the Communist Party, and you better not step out of line. We don't really have a political party in this country that represents those of us who love this country, who are patriotic towards this country, who believe in this country, the system, the history, the economic processes and so forth, that adequately represents us. We just don't. There's one party, 
that wants to burn the country down, politically and otherwise. And there's another party that's mush. What motivates that other party, the Republican Party, is power as well. That's why they want to win elections. But they don't do a whole lot when they take over, do they? Reagan did. Trump did. The Bushes did not. They did not. George H.W. Bush immediately turned on Reagan and Reaganism when he was elected. Kinder and gentler. Nobody to this day really knows what George W. Bush did in any significant way. He helped grow the federal government. We know that. But in terms of consequential presidents, Reagan was a consequential president. Trump was a consequential president. Sadly enough, Biden's a consequential president for the wrong reasons. For the wrong reasons. But there's this culture in the Republican Party. You can see it with Romney. Romney had been a partisan. Romney was desirous of being the president, taking on Obama and so forth. Now look at him. He's a mess. He's the only Republican to ever vote to impeach a Republican in American history. And he's held up. He's a celebrity. Washington Post, CNN, The Atlantic. Won't come on my show, of course. They'll go on the Sunday shows. Like these other reprobates. That's the culture in the Republican Party. You know, when Bill Clinton was impeached, and I won't take you through the sleaze that was and is Bill Clinton's presidency and beyond, the Democrats stood with him. The media stood with him for the longest time. It didn't matter that he lied to a federal grand jury. It didn't matter that he lied to a federal judge. That's just personal. I can't believe we're going through this over a personal matter. He molested an intern. And apparently he molested his way all the way up to governor and into the presidency. No Me Too movement back then. No. But the Democrats circled their wagons, didn't they? They circled their wagons. Barack Obama, his connections to domestic terrorists. Democrats circled the wagons again, as did their media. Circled the wagons. You have to be a nut to talk about these people. No, 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 no. He had these connections. He really did. No. How dare you? Look at Joe Biden's vulnerabilities with Hunter Biden, with him being paid off by foreign governments, 10% here, 10% there. No criminal investigation, no special counsel, no congressional investigation, which brings me to my final point this segment. You Republicans. I expect nothing out of Mitch McConnell. He's a buffoon. He's not a leader. He's a joke. But I do expect in the House of Representatives the leadership and beyond. You guys and gals better be taking notes. 
of all the privileges and immunities that used to inure to House members and House committees, they're all gone now. They've been destroyed. Should you take the House, God willing? And it's not a fait accompli if we don't work to get it done. But should we do that? You better not recognize attorney-client privilege when it comes to guys like Mark Elias. You better not recognize executive privilege when Biden asserts it. You better not play the game that family members are off limits when family members have not been off limits for the last five years. You need to investigate Democrat colleagues of yours, starting with the Speaker of the House, and get her texts and emails, her communications, her phone logs, and dig into January 6th and beyond. And that goes for the nine Politburo members on this Stalinist committee. Same thing. Because the American people need to know. And you're going to need to look into the U.S. Attorney's Office in Washington, D.C. Because politicized U.S. Attorney's Offices are so thoroughly and completely dangerous to this country. You're going to need to look into the Attorney General of the United States. Who's the most political Attorney General in modern American history. You're going to need to be more effective and more aggressive than you ever have in the past. And you need to hire as staff some of the most kick-ass former federal prosecutors who are out there. And have a one-sided committee to investigate it all. One-sided committee. Maybe drag in a few media types like this committee has done. They've even tried to drag me in at one point, which was a joke. But I would strongly encourage the Republicans, if you don't fight back as aggressively as you've been beaten down, then just like with Russia or China or any enemy, this is an internal enemy, you will only motivate them and provoke them to do more in the future. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever. And it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all. Whether America deserves our love. That's why Imprimus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty, is so important. Imprimus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective, Reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. For 50 years, Imprimus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days, Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hanson, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over 6.2 million American households and businesses receive Imprimus absolutely free, and I urge you to sign up for it today at absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now. L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Here's my point. Here's the deal. 
There are likely to be a lot of terrific candidates vying for the Republican nomination for president, some of whom will be close friends of mine. So this isn't about that. This isn't about that. This is about character. And the people attacking Trump with lies and disinformation and misinformation or their newly found friends at CNN and MSNBC and the New York Times and Washington Post, they're the ones who lack character. Nobody would ever want to serve with them or be around them in a government position again. There was a point in the Republican primary in 2016 when I said I could never support Donald Trump. And it was when I came under attack by uh, Roger Stone. Since then, he and I have, have done just fine. And I thought what, what was done to Roger Stone was a disgusting disgrace. And I said it. And he's been on my show since. Not lately, but since. So I harbor no ill feelings at all. But at that time, I did. And I thought he was a consultant to Trump. And I said, you know what? I'm never going to support Trump. Not with a guy like that and so forth. And President Trump sent me a note. I've said, told you this story many times, but it doesn't matter on the social media. They don't care. And he said, Roger doesn't work for me. So I got on the radio and I withdrew it. Right, Mr. Producer? It's that simple. That's what happened. Another Trumper for, for a day or two. But they meet the press, face the nation, the print media were all banging down my door for me to come on their programs or to be interviewed for it. Because they said, oh, here we have a big conservative. I said, no, I don't do that. You can have your disagreements, you can support, whatever it is. But you don't go to the enemy camp. And that's what these phony media outlets are. They're the the mouthpieces, the arms of the Democrat Party, and the Democrat Party is the home to the American Marxists. You don't go to Pravda to attack your own. You just don't do it. But these guys do. I don't, and I won't. They do. All right, ladies and gentlemen, one hour in the tank. In the tank. Not like Paul Pelosi. I mean, one hour in the tank. Two to go, and we've just gotten started. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship. Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877 877-381-3811. Now, as you know, there's anarchy on the southern border. You've heard a lot about it. Absolutely nothing is being done about it. You really got to laud the men and women of the Border Patrol and ICE. Can you imagine going to work every day under these conditions? Knowing that the federal government doesn't have your back. 
knowing that you're going to face, you know, inhumanity, some of it unimaginable, knowing that you're overwhelmed and you have a so-called commander-in-chief who wants you to lose the fight, knowing that if a picture or video is taken in a certain way, you can be accused of racism, even if you're Hispanic, but you happen to support our immigration laws. Meantime, Joe Biden is violating virtually every immigration law in the books. The Constitution compels, compels the president and the people who work for him in the executive branch to uphold, to uphold federal law, whether they agree with the law or not, whether they agree with the law or not. You don't get to just ignore it. You took an oath to uphold it. And the executive branch is the branch to execute. So here you have the U.S. Attorney of Washington, D.C., trying to take criminal statutes and define them in a way that they were never intended against political opponents. And then here you have the Department of Justice refusing to enforce black and white letter immigration law against a president who intentionally violates it. Now, why am I getting into this? Well, you're not going to like this. It's from Fox. Justice Department is investigating Texas's Operation Lone Star Border Security Mission. So here's Texas, Arizona, these other states. They're in the teeth of this. They're overrun. It's harming their neighborhoods. It's harming law enforcement, overwhelming law enforcement. It's harming school districts. There's litter everywhere. There's children everywhere who've been abandoned. There are women who are raped as a matter of course. The drug cartels basically have enslaved a number of these people, indentured slaves, thousands and thousands of them. The drug cartels have a foothold, not just now in our border communities, but in the interior of the United States. We are going to be paying a price for this for decades to come, a half century, maybe more. And really, the only people on the border reporting on this are the independent journalists and the Fox reporters. That's it. But the Department of Justice has an idea because they're very evil. They're very radical in their Marxist beliefs. Everything is intended to advance their ideology and their politics and to make as permanent as possible their power. They have an idea. They have announced, and they wrote a letter to the state of Texas, that the Department of Justice's Civil Rights Division, the Federal Coordination and Compliance Section, is going to investigate, investigate Texas for what, ladies and gentlemen? They're going to investigate Texas to see if they've been targeting individuals for arrests for misdemeanor trespass violations and traffic stops based on their perceived, I'm quoting, or actual race or national origin. 
unlike the federal government, of course, which has been arresting trespassers and paraders on the Capitol grounds and throwing them into the D.C. gulag for months at a time. But no, 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 no. Most of them are white. Forget about it. Okay, so here, folks, most of the people crossing the border are not from Sweden, Switzerland, Denmark. Most of the people crossing the border from the third world. Much of the third world is populated by people of color. Not exclusively, of course. And it's many of those people all over the world who are crossing the border. Because Joe Biden and the Democrats want them to cross the border. Otherwise, they wouldn't be, would they? Otherwise, there'd be a completed wall. Otherwise, there'd be deportations. Otherwise, there wouldn't be backdoor amnesty. But all these things are taking place. All of them. So now the state of Texas is under investigation by the uncivil, no-rights division of the Department of Injustice under the Biden administration and his radical, totally politicized Attorney General, Meritless Garland, to see if Texas is arresting for misdemeanor trespass violations and traffic stops individuals based on their race. That's their contribution. That's their contribution. Here is the letter. The letter is from Christine Stoneman, Chief Federal Coordination and Compliance Section. Just so you know, folks, the Civil Rights Division of the Department of Justice is filled with radical left-wing activists, as you can imagine. And the person in charge of it is a bigot, Clark. Clark is a bigot. Dear Director McGraw and Attorney Atkins, writing to Texas, this letter notifies you that the Federal Coordination and Compliance Section of the Civil Rights Division of the United States Department of Justice seeks information about the Texas Department of Public Safety's compliance with the non-discrimination requirements of Title VI of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. And it's implementing regulations. Title VI prohibits discrimination on the basis of race, color, and national origin in programs and activities receiving federal financial assistance. DPS is a recipient of millions of dollars from the department. We understand that DPS is also a recipient of funds from the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. We are seeking this information after receiving information. They can't write either. Indicating that DPS may be discriminating on the basis of race and or national origin in its activities related to Operation Lone Star by targeting certain individuals for arrests for misdemeanor trespass violations and traffic stops. Now, you see, ladies and gentlemen, they probably got a complaint from one of these radical left wing front groups. But it doesn't matter. It's a pretext. So Texas officials are trying to stop a lot of these 18-wheelers and so forth to see if there's like 53 people in there boiling to death. That wasn't the feds. That was Texas. Or they're trying to protect the property of farmers 
and ranchers, small business people, by the waves and waves of immigrants, many of whom are illegal, coming into the country. So obviously that's discrimination. Now discrimination by whom? The vast majority of people who live in these border communities aren't white. Obviously some are, but they're not. They're Hispanic Americans who've had about enough of this. But the Department of Injustice is there not to uphold immigration laws, but to kneecap state authorities who are trying in lieu of the federal government complying with federal law under our Constitution. They are trying to secure the border and protect their citizens. And so, of course, there's going to be stops. People are trespassing. They're going to stop vehicles to see if they're carrying drugs or illegal aliens. Because I have a question for you. Is Joe Biden working for the drug cartels or the American people? Is the Department of Justice working for the drug cartels or the American people? Is our federal government under the Democrats? Is our federal government under the Democrats securing our country or securing inroads for the drug cartels? I have a question to ask. How many people have died? How many people have died during Joe Biden's regime trying to course across the border? I don't know of any figure. How many women have been raped? Raped. Crossing the border because Joe Biden's regime doesn't impose law and order. I guess they don't keep that number. How many little kids have been molested? How many little kids have been kidnapped? Crossing the border during Joe Biden's regime. This isn't compassion. This isn't humane. This is a disaster. And so the Department of Justice, under the Uncivil Non-Rights Division, is seeking a petty investigation of Texas to see if it's discriminating against people of color by stopping their cars to look for little children, to look for women who've been taken hostage, to look for illegal aliens whose lives are being threatened, to look for drug cartel operators. Because you see, the Department of Justice is on the other side of this fight. So is Biden. What else explains this, ladies and gentlemen? What else explains it? Nothing. Nothing. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile are charging you a premium fee every month for data you don't use. Stop paying for things you don't use. Instead of paying $89 a month to your current provider, pay just $20 to Pure Talk for what you actually need. I made the switch, and I'll be honest, I was nervous at first thinking... 
Well, is the coverage really going to be that good? Am I going to drop calls, slow internet? I can tell you firsthand, the 5G service is that good. Switching to Pure Talk was that easy. So listen, don't sit on the fence any longer. You're being ripped off by greedy wireless companies. It's time to take the leap and start saving money every month. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan, then enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast and save 50% off your first month. You can literally be switched over to Pure Talk service in less than 10 minutes. So go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. Now, just to connect all this up with the first hour of the program, so you see what the Democrats do. They have power, they exploit it. They exploit it for more power. If you're a governor or state legislature, and you're doing what you're legally permitted to do because the federal government under the Democrats refuses to enforce federal law, you're going to become the target. Because they march, they goose step, in line, one behind the other, the Democrats. They don't even have to be told what to do. You're the head of the Civil Rights Division of the Department of Justice, you know what to do. You're the U.S. Attorney in Washington, D.C., you know what to do. You're an anchor person on NBC, ABC, CBS, MSNBC, CNN, you know what to do. You know what to do. Now, if you're Stephanie Grisham or Mick Mulvaney or Chris Christie and the line goes on and on and on. You know what to do in order to promote yourself. In order to help yourself. Meanwhile, look what's going on in the country here. The same mentality has resulted in the destruction of the Reagan Library. And the great Ronald Reagan's legacy is under attack from within by a board chairman who sits at the top of a board and sits at the top of the Washington Post at the same time. I ask you as a common sense matter, how can the head of the Reagan Library be the head of the Washington Post? Reagan hated the Washington Post and it hated him. There's absolutely no phys- uh, philosophical overlap because a chameleon is a chameleon. That's why. Again, this is what these Republicans do. This is who they are. Everybody should be out denouncing what the Department of Injustice is doing at the Uncivil No Rights Division to the state of Texas, but you don't hear it. The lawlessness that's taking place. Even if you are appalled by what happened on January 6th in the Capitol building, you should be standing up against the the outrageous conduct of the U.S. Attorney in Washington, D.C. They're not mutually exclusive positions, but no. They won't and they don't. Period. We have more investigations and commentary on an ex-president than we do on the current president. And the current president is all wrapped up in conflicts, in money, 
in influence peddling with the communist Chinese, our greatest enemy. Not to mention Russia, the prior regime in Ukraine, and on and on and on. He's the current president. He's the guy in the Oval Office. He's the guy wielding power. Now, obviously, he's not mentally fit to be president of the United States. He's not mentally fit to be driving a bus. He's not mentally fit to handle the fry section of McDonald's. He's not mentally fit to wipe his nose. But there he is. Shuffling around, probably wearing Depends. No offense. Right, Mick Mulvaney? No offense. And for you people who wear them, I'm not not criticizing you. Go for it. I mean, if you need it, you need it. But I'm talking about the President of the United States. There's no anal exam of this guy, his finances. The guy's a multimillionaire. How the hell did that happen? I mean, Trump comes into office, a multi-billionaire, and they don't get off his back. These people leave office, they become incredibly wealthy, and they're off to the races, as long as they're Democrats. They sell their positions, their prior positions. There are no investigations of the current president, only investigate. You have Congress investigating the prior president, investigating the Republican Party, quite frankly. Investigating Republican members of various state legislatures. Investigating media members. Investigating everything and anything that moves. The Congress is in heat to try and get their opposition, the majority in Congress. But Joe Biden, not one damn hearing on that family. Not one damn hearing on a conflict of interest. Not one damn hearing on his illegal access to a weapon. His drugs, and I'm talking about Hunter, the laptop, they're not interested. They didn't see anything. They didn't hear anything. Remember that TV show, Schultz? I see nothing. I know nothing. They're all Schultz. I'll be right back. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile are charging you a premium fee every month for data you don't use. Stop paying for things you don't use. Instead of paying $89 a month to your current provider, pay just $20 to Pure Talk for what you actually need. I made the switch, and I'll be honest, I was nervous at first thinking, well, is the coverage really going to be that good? Am I going to drop calls, slow internet? I can tell you firsthand. The 5G service is that good. Switching to Pure Talk was that easy. So listen, don't sit on the fence any longer. You're being ripped off by greedy wireless companies. It's time to take the leap and start saving money every month. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan, then enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast and save 50% off your first month. You can literally be switched over to Pure Talk service in less than 10 minutes. So go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. More information coming out, ladies and gentlemen, about Joe Biden's sales of oil from our strategic petroleum reserve to the communist Chinese war machine. This from the Washington Free Beacon. The Biden administration sold roughly 
one million barrels from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to a Chinese state-controlled gas giant that continues to purchase Russian oil. A move the Energy Department said would, quote, support American consumers, unquote, and combat, quote, Putin's price hike, unquote. Man, they have more on Biden than you can imagine. Biden's Energy Department in April announced the sale of 950,000 strategic petroleum reserve barrels to Unipic, the trading arm of the China Petroleum Chemical Corporation. That company, which is commonly known as Sinopec, is wholly owned by the Chinese Communist government. The Biden administration claimed the move would, quote, address the pain Americans are feeling at the pump. So got that? Selling them our oil out of our ground, put in the strategic petroleum preserve purchased by us, put there by Trump, sold by Biden to the communist. Watch your tongue, Mark. More than five million barrels of oil released from the U.S. emergency reserves, however, were sent overseas last month, according to Reuters, as we reported last night. At least one shipment of American crude went to China, the report said. The Biden administration also claimed the Unipec sale would, quote, support American consumers in the global economy in response to Vladimir Putin's war of choice against Ukraine, unquote, and combat, quote, Putin's price hike, unquote. But as the war rages on, Unipec has continued to buy Russian oil. In May, for example, Unipec, Communist China, quote, significantly increased the number of hired tankers to ship a key crude from East Russia. Bloomberg reported that decision came roughly one month after China's Unipec said it would purchase no more Russian oil going forward. Once shipments that have arrived in March and due to arrive in April were fulfilled. The White House did not return a request for comment. Its decision to sell barrels from the country's strategic petroleum reserve to a communist Chinese conglomerate comes as the American public increasingly sours on Biden's energy policies. You know, if somebody had told me without this Reuters and the free beacon that Biden is going to sell our oil out of our emergency reserve that we bought to put in our emergency reserve, that he was going to sell a million barrels while the American people are suffering at gas prices to the communist Chinese who are preparing for war against us, I would have said, no way. Not even this dumb as a rock moron could think up such a scheme. Yet he's not investigated. Yet the, the loudmouths on Capitol Hill aren't demanding hearings. Yet the media are sitting on their thumbs. Unbelievable, don't you think? Now, the White House did not return a request for comment. Its decision to sell barrels from the country's strategic petroleum reserve to a communist Chinese conglomerate comes as the American public sours on Biden's policies. According to a January Gallup poll, roughly three in four Americans are not satisfied with the federal government's national energy policy, the highest level in two decades. Power of the Future founder Daniel Turner admonished Biden for selling raw materials to the communist Chinese for them to use as they want, you jerk. 
We were assured Biden was releasing this oil to America so it could be refined for gasoline to drive down prices at American pumps. So right off the bat, they're just lying to the American people, Turner told the Washington Free Beacon. What they're saying they did and what they did are not remotely related. Turner also said the decision highlights the Biden's family's relationship with communist China. Biden's son, Hunter, tied to Sinopec. In 2015, a private equity firm he co-founded bought a $1.7 billion stake in Sinopec Marketing. Sinopec went on to enter negotiations to purchase Gazprom in March. That's a good word, Gazprom. One month after the Biden administration sanctioned the Russian gas giant. Biden campaigned heavily against the oil and gas industry in 2020, promising to end fossil fuel. He went on to cancel the Keystone XL pipeline and implement a moratorium on new gas leases on federal land during his first month in office. Biden's energy secretary, meanwhile, is working with left-wing activists who want to eliminate fossil fuels. And in late October, House Oversight and Reform Committee Democrats pushed top oil executives to produce less gas due to climate change. Gas prices have since soared to record highs. In mid-June, the national average for a gallon of gas passed five bucks for the first time in American history. Still, the White House has assured Americans that they need to pay high gas prices to support the, quote, liberal world order, unquote. Truer words have never been said. What do you say to families that say, listen, we can't afford to pay four bucks and 85 cents a gallon for months, if not years? CNN anchor Victor Blackwell asked Biden economic advisor Brian Deese in late June, quote, this is about the future of the liberal world order. And we have to stand firm, Deese responded. This administration sold a million barrels of our oil to be refined in China to the communist Chinese war machine. When you, we, the American people, were told he was releasing the oil, that he was releasing the oil to be processed here in the United States for Americans. It's our oil. Now, where are the Democrats? Other than one, who I'll play for you later. Where are the Democrats? Where are they? Where's Chuck Todd? Where's Don Lemon? Where's fake Tapper? Where's Joy Reid? Oh, who cares about her? But you get the point. Where are they? Where's Chris Wallace? Chris Wallace, where is he? He's in the uh, witness protection program. His career hit, may I say, a brick wall. Nonetheless, is this not shocking, America? He not only sells a million barrels of our crude, sells five million barrels overseas, but 20% of it to our enemy that is building up a war machine to take us on directly. This is worse than Neville Chamberlain. This is worse than Tokyo Rose. This is worse than all the sellouts of American security. He has the border wide open, wide open. He's selling much needed oil to our enemy. 
He wants to raise taxes and spending on American corporations. He is, as I've said before, the Manchurian candidate in every meaning of the phrase. He's the Manchurian candidate. And God willing, if the Republicans take the House, they need to dig into this with every fiber of their being. They need to get to the bottom of this. They now have the tools, thanks to Nancy Pelosi, to steamroll any Democrat opposition. They now have the tools to bring articles of impeachment and try to remove this man. They now have what they need to do what they need to do. But in this case, it would be legitimate. It would be legitimate. Can you imagine a Republican committee in the House of Representatives with the same unobstructed investigation, the same tools as the January 6th committee to investigate the Biden crime family? We have never had a man or woman, but we've never had a man in the Oval Office who, in my view, has been so corrupt as this man, and yet, whether it's the New York Times and the Washington Post with their phony little after-the-fact articles and all the other big corrupt phony media who've taken such a pass. Where's Woodward and Bernstein? I know, I know where they are. They're at the Corral restaurant, the all-you-can-eat. Look at this Bernstein. Probably steals all the ribs there. I'm guessing he does. But they're not on the job anymore, are they, Mr. Producer? They're busy chasing Trump. Why chase Trump? When you have a corrupt, crooked fraud in the Oval Office who's selling our national security to the enemy. And I might add, he is positioning himself right now, ladies and gentlemen, right now, to eliminate the tariffs that President Trump has put on the communist Chinese. Much as he eliminated a special law that focused on communist China stealing our military and other technology because he said it was discriminatory. We're dealing with an insane man, an insane administration, and an insane ideology that's going to get us blown off the face of the earth. But don't worry, they're, they're chasing Trump. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile are charging you a premium fee every month for data you don't use. Stop paying for things you don't use. Instead of paying $89 a month to your current provider, pay just $20 to Pure Talk for what you actually need. I made the switch, and I'll be honest, I was nervous at first thinking, well, is the coverage really going to be that good? Am I going to drop calls, slow internet? I can tell you firsthand. The 5G service is that good. Switching to Pure Talk was that easy. So listen, don't sit on the fence any longer. You're being ripped off by greedy wireless companies. It's time to take the leap and start saving money every month. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan, then enter promo code LEVINPODCAST. That's L-E-V-I-N podcast and save 50% off your first month. 
You can literally be switched over to Pure Talk service in less than 10 minutes. So go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. Let's see, I'm having a little trouble uh, pulling things up. Not my pants. I'm talking about on the internet here, Mr. Producer. The uh, over there at Media Matters, I've decided Media Matters, this uh, sort of Soros front group filled with reprobates, perhaps worse. There was an allegation of sexual misconduct that was covered up due to a threat by their lawyer. You may have heard of him, Mark Elias. So there's some kind of brewing sex scandal there, and they're doing everything they can to keep the lid on it. (coughs) But I don't know why. Aren't they there to expose the truth? Uh, But when we come back, there is a couple headlines there I think you'll find pretty fascinating because it's my contention that this operation would have worked beautifully in the 1930s in Germany. Beautifully. Media Matters would have been the perfect platform for the Third Reich. I, I believe this. Because the big lie... They have multiple big lies. They play word games. They play Scrabble with the words. They move them around. How can we screw this guy? How can we lie about that guy? And then they send it out to the rest of the media. Now, the head of the organization, of course, is a well-known bigot, an anti-Semite. They're very upset about somebody said something about... uh, uh, the trans community, nothing bigoted or anything like that. And yet it's their boss who at one point trashed that community. It's amazing how they get away with this stuff, isn't it? They're a charitable organization under the Internal Revenue Code. A nonpartisan, nonprofit charitable organization. That means all the billionaires and millionaire reprobates who donate to them can do it as a tax deduction, just like giving money to a church. Or the Red Cross. You give it to Media Matters. Something wrong with that, don't you think, Mr. Producer? So do I. Now, let's see if I can do this. Ooh, wait a minute. I think I did. Here it is. Media Matters. Headline. Fox News host Mark Levin blames abortion for mass shootings. And says gun control measures don't matter. Did I blame abortion for mass shootings, Mr. Producer? All 14 and a half million of you. Did you miss that one? Yeah, I think I did too. Next headline. Fox's Mark Levin defends Representative Myra Flores' promotion of QAnon. Did I do that, Mr. Producer? I thought I did the opposite and said that I don't even know what the hell QAnon is and they're trying to smear her with QAnon. See that, folks? That's right. Goebbels like Media Matters would have fit in perfectly in the 1930s Germany, but not so much 2022 America. Not so much. I'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to ask you a question. Did you know withdrawing your cash from the bank can be very risky? That's right. Banks are now required to spy on us for the government and they report any behavior they think is suspicious. It's true. And I was shocked when I read the secret war on cash from Swiss America. The new war against cash is really a war against the Constitution, against all freedom-loving Americans. So you need to read the war on cash. 
Get your free copy by calling 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. Now, this war on cash is growing daily and also includes all forms of digital money. Please get and read The Secret War on Cash free to my listeners by calling now, 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Tom Keene is a host on Bloomberg Today, as opposed to Bloomberg Yesterday. And he has on his program the White House economic advisor, Heather Boucher. Now, they have all these ideological no-names as economic advisors. Have you noticed that? But here's Heather Boucher. Cut eight, go. The president over the weekend said this. My message to the companies running gas stations and setting prices at the pump is simple. This is a time of war and global peril. Bring down the price you are charging at the pump to reflect the cost you're paying for the product and do it now. Jeff Bezos came out and tweeted the following. I'm sure you read it. Inflation is far too important a problem for the White House to keep making statements like this. It's either straight ahead misdirection or a deep misunderstanding of basic market dynamics. I'm not going to accuse you of the latter. I want to talk about the former. Where's that messaging coming from? The president has made clear that his number one goal is delivering for the American people. We are in a time of crisis. We are in a time of war. No, 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 you're shipping our oil to communist China, you moron. Go ahead. President and our allies, we are supporting the Ukrainian people. Congress is engaged in this effort. Both this sides has of the nothing to do say- with supporting the Ukrainian people, and I'm fed up with this. Your policies, your war on our energy system came long before defending the Ukrainian people. And I support strongly defending the Ukrainian people. Why are you blaming the Ukrainian people? Go ahead. Important priority. And one of the consequences is this high price of oil because of global trends. You didn't answer his important question. Everyone, Heather, everyone in the nation wants to know the answer to the question Mr. Farrell just asked you, which is who is advising the president on shockingly naive price theory over a gallon of gas? So the president is not shockingly naive, and we are in this moment of. Hey, moron! The question is, why would the dummy come out and say that gas stations have to cut their prices? They can't. You people create the problem. You drive up the cost and you want everybody to suffer. We can't afford to have gas stations shutting down now. It's really unbelievable. And for those of you out there, big oil, big oil. Big oil's net profit is 6.2%. Hello, 6.2%. Go look at what Apple's is and their buddies, the communist Chinese. Look at what Apple's is. 6.2%. 
So <laughs> it's just ridiculous. And it's not just gas. It's baby formula. It's steak. It's chicken. It's peanut butter. It's everything. Every supermarkets just stop charging as much as you're everybody stop charging while you're charging meanwhile he wants everybody's minimum wage to go up through there you should be paying a higher minimum wage and health care and everything else and family leave they've got all this in their build back better but cut your your cost by pennies on the gallon which means they're not going to make anything they've destroyed they've destroyed the fossil fuel system. Now, this guy, Ro Kahana, Democrat, California, I think he represents the uh, Silicon Valley. He's wanted to come on our programs. The problem is he's everywhere. And I don't like bringing people on who are everywhere. So, Roe, if you want to come on the show, give it a break for three or four weeks, and I'll have you on the show. Right, Mr. Producer? Isn't that the way we do it here? You don't see Lindsey Graham on here every three minutes. No offense. But here's a guy who makes some sense because he's either running for his political life or he just doesn't want to be branded the fool that Joe Biden is. Cut seven, go. This goes right to the point that we're talking about is that we're going overseas and we're asking the Saudis and OPEC to pump more oil for a job that America used to do better than anyone in the world. Well, first of all, look, the, the crown prince, as you know, MBS, hacked an American journalist to death, uh, Khashoggi. And there was legitimate bipartisan outrage. The president ran saying he was going to make Saudi Arabia a pariah state, that we should, he was not going to engage MBS. They're still engaged in a brutal war in Yemen. And I don't think that now he let's, should let, go. Let, 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 let's stop there a minute. The brutal war in Yemen, Mr. Congressman, started with Iran. Iran has created the brutal war in Yemen, Mr. Congressman. That's not Saudi Arabia, that's Iran. Iran, Iran, the Islamo-Nazi state in Tehran. Anyway, go ahead. With MBS until MBS takes some accountability uh, for the murder of the American journalist and until they bring the war to Yemen at uh, to an end. But look at the irony. We're going and begging Saudi Arabia for oil while we're exporting our own oil uh, around the world. I mean, it makes no sense. And the Saudis are going to play us. I don't I have no confidence that the Saudis are going to do something that's actually going to bring prices down in this country. Can I ask you a question, Mr. Congressman? Rhetorically, of course. How come you didn't condemn communist China once here? I'm just curious. Isn't that weird? And why are you blaming Saudi Arabia for what Iran started in Yemen? I'm no fan of Saudi Arabia. I'm not a special pleader for them in the least. But that's kind of weird, I would say. Then we have this guy, Brian Deese. He's Biden's economic advisor. We don't know where these, these morons come from, but there where they are. Brian Deese, he's got some he's the guy that said the liberal world order, you know, we gotta protect the liberal world order. True words have never been said, right? Cut five, go. So the release of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve sounds esoteric to people, but, you know, oil market analysts you've had on this show will say it was single handedly responsible for keeping keeping oil prices going higher. What, you idiot? 
it doesn't even come close to the amount of oil we use each day. But that's not even the point. They didn't even keep 5 million barrels of it here. They sent 1 million barrels to communist China. You know what I'm wondering, Mr. Producer? What does Joy Behar think about this? Aren't we all sitting on the edge of our seats? I understand she got a three-year extension. Three-year extension on The View. She's just a big mouth left-wing kook who couldn't make it on radio. She gets paid. She gets paid to say what we hear day in and day out from the Yentas. Yentas on the street, Yentas at the deli. Same thing, day in and day out. She gets paid for it. She gets paid to be an idiot. She's not the only one. Sonny Hostin is her name. I don't even know all these people anymore. Who is it? Whoopi Goldberg. Good Lord, isn't it time for a little new blood? I would say so. Anyway, here's the bottom line. This administration is not going to do anything to improve our economic situation, inflation, gas prices, or anything. People need to understand this. In fact, they're going to do a lot worse. And as I said to you the other day, and I said many months ago, can you name one thing this administration has improved? I mean, without a joke, can you name one thing this administration has improved? Has it improved the lives of most Americans? Has it improved the lives of people stuck at the border and the anarchy and the chaos and the criminality and the other abuses taking place? It's shocking what this administration has done to this country. Can you think of one thing to the positive? Just one thing. Because you know what? If you could think of one thing, then Biden's spokes idiots could think of one thing. And Biden's goofballs who are running for the House and the Senate could think of one thing. They can't run on anything. They've got nothing except killing babies. That's their big issue. Abortion up to the last second. And they think that's going to... That's going to stem their uh, losses. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Julie Kelly is a real journalist and a brave one at that and has received, if you will, the the virtual Mark Levin Award for Journalism. Forget about the Pulitzer. That's a joke. Uh, Julie Kelly, how are you, my friend? I'm great, Mark. And I still have to tell you that just the thrill of of my career is getting the first ever Mark Levin Journalism Award. Well, you're more than welcome. Thank you. Um, you put out some information on the Internet that caught somebody's attention, that caught another person's attention, that caught someone's attention and sent it to me. And that is that Adam Schiff is trying to get amendment passed in the National Defense uh, Act. And what is he up to exactly? So this is an amendment um, that basically looks like it would prevent um, 
many entities, including a legislative committee, from accessing information obtained by or with the assistance of a member of the armed forces in violation of the Posse Comitatus Act. I'm sure you're familiar with it, but most Americans Mm -hmm. are, shall not be received in evidence. Um, It's a very odd amendment, and considering the source, and considering that Republicans are on the verge of hopefully taking over the House in November, why would Adam Schiff want to prevent the legislature from getting access to any information, regardless how it was obtained? Just a very questionable, super sketchy uh, amendment. Now, this is information, if I understand you. The Posse Comitatus Act has been around a long time, and basically it prevents the federal government from using the United States military as police. And -hmm. there's a very uh, complex sign-off process to use the police, excuse me, to use the military for such a purpose uh, for a reason. We're not talking about the Insurrection Act, but this is just for policing and so forth. Is it possible that Adam Schiff and others in the Democrat Party had requested that the Department of Defense, in fact, used the military as police on January 6th or at some other point? I mean, what else could be the reason to try and prevent a Republican committee in the future, God willing, from gaining information about this? Exactly. So could this be related to January 6th? Of course, the suspicion Uh, as I describe in my book that you so uh, graciously endorsed, talking about the origins of January 6th and what's happened, how we got to this point. Um, We know that the place was crawling with undercover agents and informants. And I've heard that the military was involved in this. So were their assets, military assets, working on a domestic law enforcement operation uh, in violation of this Posse Comitatus Act. Now, Schiff's trying to portray it, right, is this is something virtuous. But we know that that's not his M.O. I mean, he is the a degenerate liar, the least trustworthy person in Congress, which is saying a lot. Um, and he will use any trick to protect the regime and to go after his political opponents. So that's what you have to suspect, Mark, is that, that that's what this is all about. Could it be January 6th? Could it be his bogus impeachment, first impeachment trial? Could it be related to Russiagate? I mean, how deeply has our military been involved in numerous operations? And this would basically give them cover if that's really what that's really what this sort of looks like, considering the source. Um. Do you have the language right in front of you there, or no? I do. Can you read it to us? So this is exclusion of evidence obtained without prior authorization. Section 271 of Title 10 U.S. Code is amended by adding at the end the following new subsection. Notwithstanding any other provision of law, any information obtained by or with the assistance of a member of the armed forces in violation of sex, section 1385 of Title 18, the Posse um, Comitatus Act, shall not be received in evidence in any trial, hearing, or other proceeding in or before any court, grand jury, department, officer, agency, regulatory body, 
legislative committee or other authority of the United States, a state or a political subdivision thereof. All right. So what they're doing is they're making whistleblowing illegal, uh, that they can't come forward with information from the Department of Defense if you're a whistleblower to Congress. Now, that's exactly how he claims to have gotten information, right, regarding Ukraine and his setup and his pretext to go after Trump uh, on impeachment. So I just you're right. You've got to put you've got to use the devil's mind because that's what his mind is. It's evil and try and figure out what is he up to. And it could be that there are patriots in the military as well who want to provide information related to a particular effort by Schiff or the Democrat Party or Biden or who the hell knows, and they do not want a Republican-controlled House of Representatives getting access to that. Now, is the Republican leadership in the House aware of this? Are they paying attention to this? I mean, why would they support this? Is that a rhetorical question? I, I'm thinking I no. guess. I, I'm hoping today we got some attention. I mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert and Joe Kent, who's running for Congress, retweeted this. But you know what, Mark, as we're talking about this, and this is relatively, uh, you know, a new subject, during the trial of the Whitmer, quote-unquote, kidnappers, In Michigan. Um, of course, that was an FBI entrapment operation. Two men were acquitted. Two men got a hung jury. There was testimony that they were using the military to surveil social media posts to pick up anti-government, anti-extremism chatter. Um, And this dated back to 2019 for at least one of the defendants. So could this be part of it, too? I mean, we have to really believe, knowing what we know now, especially about January 6th, that um, every single institution, agency, including the military, has been weaponized against the right in a really unprecedented way. So that is something that was brought up in that trial. So this could be quite extensive, uh, the military's involvement in domestic law enforcement. Well, it seems very weird. You're right. And there's no reason it can't be handled in the course of such situations rather than uh, carving out uh, immunity or or protection uh, for something like this. And you're right. Adam Schiff doesn't just do this because he's a good government guy. He's not that at all. Well, Julie Kelly, I want to thank you very, very much. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for having me on. All right. God bless. There is the first annual winner of the Mark Levin Journalism Award. We haven't had a second yet. I'm working on it. But she got the first. It is a virtual award. We don't hold any celebrations or anything, but we do announce it to millions of people. I'll be right back. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in America with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, plants 
much, much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. My wife Julie and I decided it was time to add more flowering trees to our landscape, and Fast Growing Tree was a great resource for us. A large selection and no hassle ordering or shipping. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on selected plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEVIN at checkout. L-E-V-I-N. Now that's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using code LEVIN at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code L-E-V-I-N. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Please visit FastGrowingTrees.com for details. Mark Levin says today, what the backbenchers will repeat tomorrow. Call Mark at 877-381-3811. Anybody remember John Leibowitz, a.k.a. John Stewart out there? He's kind of disappeared, and a good thing. Culture has improved as a result, but nonetheless, John Leibowitz, a.k.a. John Stewart, is out there. He's a podcast, I understand. I guess it's the John Stewart podcast, something like that. Well, he's very profound, John Stewart. He, uh, he's just really, really into it, and so I wanted to play this for you. It was a few days back after the Dobbs decision on Newsbusters. And by the way, he's all in on critical race theory. Now, if you're a white guy and you're all in on critical race theory, what do you do, Mr. Producer? What do you do? I don't know. What do you do? Do you hate yourself because you're told to hate yourself, even though your ancestors weren't even here? It's a very weird thing. Cut 14, go. You may say that I'm being crazy, (laughs) but if in this case, if a state decides like the woman who's having a baby is not as important as the potential of that life, that what they're really saying is to save a life, autonomy means nothing. So let's play that out. We have an organ shortage in this country. Organ donation saves lives. Under this, how could they not go to a person and say, give me one of your kidneys because it's going to save this person's life? It's, it would be consistent. No, actually, it would be stupid. Your kidney is not another life. We're talking about a life within a life. We're talking about the science genius. Remember that? So if it's a baby, whether it's outside the body or inside the body, and the science says it's a baby, and the baby can actually live, let's take an example. Let's say it's, it's the day of birth, the day of joy, that the birthing person is going to give birth to a, a baby. Then there they are on the table. And the doctors are there. The water is broken. You can see the top of the baby's head. 
And then the birthing person says, I don't want the baby. And you take this immense syringe, the needle part, and you shove it into the top of the head of the baby, and then you suck the brain out of the baby's head. Make sure you deliver it dead. Is that really the same as forcing somebody to give up a kidney for another person? Do you have to be this stupid to have a podcast like Jon Stewart? But listen to the inhumanity. Listen to this cold-blooded left-wing buffoon. Just listen to him. He has no feeling whatsoever for that baby. None. None. It's autonomy, bodily autonomy. Now, he didn't believe in bodily autonomy when it came to vaccines, and he'd say, well, that affects other people, and mass, well, that affects other people. But abortion affects another person very directly. And that baby suffers horrifically. This is the science. This is the science. This is the science. So for him to make a comment like that, he actually thinks he's smart. He's a dumbass. Where did he go to school? I don't even know. You want to look that up, Mr. Producer? He's probably the guy that always went out and got the keg, you know? Tap the keg. Nobody else can, Leibowitz. You got to do it. We don't know how to do it, Leibowitz. You do it. Okay, okay. I'm sick of doing this. Well, if you want to join the fraternity, you got to do it. You're not good at anything else. Oh, he went to William and Mary. That's a pretty good school. Must have bumped his head. College of William and Mary. That's where my stepdaughter went. William and Mary. He was a chemistry major who switched to psychology. Now, does that mean a chemistry major who switches to psychology, does that mean because they use chemistry and it affects them psychologically? I'm not clear. But there you have it. Chemistry major who shifted to psychology. Look, he's still a dumbass. I don't care where he went and what he majored in, quite frankly. I don't think it matters. I should take some calls, I think. Let us take some calls. Let us begin now. Let's go to Christine, Park City, Utah, XM Satellite. Go. Mm, hello. Well, thank hello. you, Mark. I really enjoy your show. Listen thank to you. it every single day. Hmm. I want to, yeah, I, I'm, and I'm so proud to be on, you know, that you chose me to be on your you. um, radio. However, you know, every time yes. you bring up that slime ball that we have as a senator here. Oh, Romney. Mitt Romney. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Romney, yeah. Well, and and the governor, he's he's another another His name is Cox, C O X, correct? Yes, and again, He's another he's head another, case. He's really really bad. He's like Larry Hogan for Utah. Yep. Well, he is. And the only reason he got in is because the former governor endorsed him and it should have oh. been uh Greg Hughes who was the former 
uh, you know, Speaker of the House, who really was a Trump okay. supporter. But, however, with some yes. good old Mitt, he is not well-liked here in Utah. Mm-hmm. And as someone who has Well, Mitt was here, born in Michigan. He was governor of Massachusetts. And now he's a senator from Utah. What's the problem? Well, he was acting like he was from Utah when he was in Massachusetts. He was he's acting like he's from Massachusetts when he's in Utah. When he's in Michigan, he's just an all-around schmuck. He, he is a schmuck. He's worse than mm-hmm. a schmuck. Oops. And I can tell you, because I do know some of the former, let's yes. say, uh, congressmen here and some yes, other yes. Uh, individuals who work for the government, they don't like him either. No. He is not well-liked. Mitt's really into Mitt, isn't he? Goal is Mitt yeah. thinks Mitt is the greatest thing that Utah has. But that's mm-hmm. not the case. No. Mitt is... That would be Mike Lee. My By the way, Mitt Romney, can, may, may I say this to you? I don't know if you're old enough. You remember the little dabble, do you, with the real cream stuff? It's a white, creamy material like people put on their hands, but they used to put it in their hair. It looks like Mitt Romney does the little dabble, do you, doesn't it? It looks like we could build a pipeline to his hair, doesn't it? It does. And you know what? If you ever fell on his head, he would slide (laughs) down Main Street in Park City. He thinks he's well, from then. Park City, but he's not. Where is he from? Oh, Michigan, I forgot. I like. All right, Christine, I like you. You're good. You take care of yourself. I hope her view is the majority view in Utah. I mean, if we can't do better in Utah than that jerk, we're in trouble. Oh, yes. You know what happens when the Marxists lose? Well, their heads explode. And they get more and more insane. Look at the Supreme Court. Supreme Court's under attack. Look at the Attorney General. The Attorney General uh, is staring at a ceiling. He doesn't even want to protect these people. He doesn't want to enforce federal law. Uh, But the Attorney General's all out to get anybody he disagrees with. The guy's a real bum. Now, it will be there... Next excuse for them to blatantly attempt to destroy our Constitution uh, whenever anything happens that they disagree with. They want to pack the court. They want to expand the court. They want to eliminate the court. They want to eliminate the cops because so many of them are felons. But anyway, most of these Democrats and their mouthpieces in the media, they don't read the decisions. They don't read the Constitution. There was one on. She on MSNBC or CNN. What's the difference? She was on. And she says with a with with authority. And she says the Constitution doesn't serve our needs in the modern day. I mean, after all, it was written by a handful of white slave owners. And what do they know? I don't know. They knew about free speech and freedom of religion. They knew about due process and probable cause and warrants. Stuff like that. They studied Judeo-Christian principles. They studied former governments. They studied Aristotle and Cicero. They looked around. They saw the French Revolution. 
That was a disaster. They wanted nothing to do with a monarchy, so they didn't want mobocracy or monarchy. There's morons on TV speaking her mind because of those white slave owners who wrote the Constitution. And by the way, they weren't all slave owners. No, they weren't. So why am I telling you this? Because each day, my friends, we talk about stuff like this on Levin TV and on the Blaze TV network. This is why you should listen to us. We discuss issues. We discuss the truth. We discuss educational matters, history, economics, constructive ways to provide a counterbalance to these lunatics. I want you to go to LevinTV.com, L-E-V-I-N-TV.com. Use promo code LEVIN, that's also L-E-V-I-N, you'll get $10 off your first one-year subscription. It's normally $99, it'll be $89. We haven't raised that one-year subscription one penny in six years. That's LevinTV.com, code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N. So please join us. Together, let's celebrate and advance these great American constitutional principles and victories for our nation. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. I kind of liked Boris Johnson. I don't know a lot about his politics per se. I hear people saying things that he moved left and perhaps he did and so forth. But I kind of liked them. Just saying. Well, you've heard that James Kahn died. I was trying to figure out what the cause was, and I couldn't find it anywhere. He was 82 years old. It seemed rather sudden, I thought, uh, because I was reading that he went to events in March, and uh, he seemed quite vigorous and so forth. Now, I didn't know James Kahn. His friends called him Jimmy but I do know he was a fantastic actor. Fantastic actor. And I know more. Apparently he was a big fan of mine, Mr. Producer. I don't know if it was Gary Sinise who told me that. I could be wrong. I feel like I met him years and years ago among many celebrities at the Reagan Library at one point. But he was a fan of mine. Of course, he probably couldn't say it out loud, although he said a lot of things out loud. But he really was, you know, an American character. You know, he was raised in New York City. And uh, he wound up going to Michigan, I think, University of Michigan. Maybe Michigan State, but anyway, he was a, apparently a terrific football player. And he wanted to get into acting. And he liked acting. And of course, you know him from The Godfather. You know him from a lot of movies. He really was a great actor. You know, I always regret, I say, you know, I wish I had reached out, I wish I had met him and so forth, or talked to him, something like that. But it's really not possible. How can you do that? We had one buddy who used to call into the show all the time. Remember, Mr. Producer? Clint Walker. I mean, this was a behemoth of a man, a great patriot. 
One of my favorite movies to this day is The Dirty Dozen. And The Dirty Dozen, I tell you, those were great actors, every one of them. And uh, we got to know Clint Walker, didn't we, Rich? Great guy, very, very nice man, great patriot. He always worried about my health. You remember that? He was always giving me advice and sending some suggestions on supplements and diets. This is a huge man, and he got big, not by lifting weights so much, but by the things he did in his life. And he had a twin brother who died, and he almost died in a skiing accident. Where one of those poles, he fell on the pole and it went through his chest and just missed his heart into his chest. But he was a big man with a big heart and a very, very good friend of the program, Clint Walker, I remember. We had many, really, didn't we? Jackie Mason, early on. Who can forget him? The great Jackie Mason. I love the guy, his wife, Jill. They were always very kind to me and my family. Very, very kind. Great people. And many others. I can't speak to all of them, but James Kahn today, and that's too bad. And as you get older in life and people pass away, family members, friends, and just people you you feel you identify with or you grew up with. That could be actors, could be sports personalities and so forth. The older you get, the faster life seems to go. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel. We want to salute our truckers, the men and women in Ukraine. And I want to salute you, the great American people who put up with a lot of crap but make this country work. It's thanks to you. God bless you, and I'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 